Rob Smith joins us one more time. Rob is a theologian who lectures in systematic theology and ethics at Sydney Missionary and Bible College in Australia. He also serves as honorary assistant minister at St. Andrew's Anglican Cathedral in Sydney. He approaches the topic of transgender revolution as a biblical theologian, a historian of the movement, and as a pastor whose own family has been touched by the realities and the tensions of gender dysphoria. We close out the week talking about transgenderism, which is it's somewhat of a misleading term. I mean, biologically, for a transition of a male to a female or of a female to a male, uh, Rob, what, what cannot happen physically? I mean, what will simply not be able to happen to the body in a transition? I'm thinking of uh, a male to female transition, which would not bring with it uh, monthly cycles or a womb or a biological clock. So what biological functions are simply not transferable between the genders? Yes, now here, well, here you're stretching my uh, knowledge of our current medical possibilities and and even what's being attempted as we speak. You know, there are obviously, I think one of the key words in what you just said is the word natural. Um, it's certainly not possible to you know create a uh, a natural biological uh, clock in a in a man or, or for a womb to naturally develop. However, there is, uh, well, I, I believe there are attempts going on to work out how to transplant wombs. Uh, in fact, I think even this year uh, it happened in the case of uh, a woman who couldn't conceive from one, I don't remember the details, but basically her mother's womb was, uh, the uterus was transplanted into the daughter so the daughter could carry the child. Um, now, and so there are those who are trying to work out, well, how can we transplant a womb into a man? Um, and well, it's easy for us at this point to think how ridiculous that's impossible. But there, of course, there are also kinds of things happening now that ten years, hundred years ago we would have thought were ridiculous and impossible. So um, it, it's hard to know where this will or might stop. But as you say, uh, there are all kinds of things that just cannot be true of someone who transitions. And I guess at the the base level, the level of their chromosomes. Um, you, know, you, you can't, and I don't know you ever will be able to, to, to change a person's chromosomes. So what we're really doing is simply uh, creating an illusion. And it's one of the ways in which people in the transgender community talk. They, they, their goal is to, and the, the word they use is pass, um, that is pass off as the other, you know, to, to convincingly pass off as, as the other. Uh, which which uh, sadly reveals the fact that they know they're not actually the other, um, but it's uh, it's a deception. It's it's an illusion. Um, they're trying to look on the outside uh, in such a way that they can convince others that they are what they seem. And, and look, there are some convincing transitions in that way. A, a tragic story I read of recently of uh, a man who was married to a, a trans woman and didn't know, um, and until. Uh, well, they, they wanted he wanted at least to to conceive a child, and, uh, and when that wasn't happening, suggested you know sort of uh, medical exploration at that point. Um, well, the, the wife revealed that she was a trans woman, not a, an actual woman, and that destroyed the marriage. So you know he was obviously fooled for however many years. Uh, so it, it is remarkable what can seem to be done, but. But as you say, there are all kinds of things that uh, are not possible. And even if they are made possible, it'll be uh, highly questionable as to whether they're remotely responsible. Um, so 
you know, look, I, I, I'm really speculating as, as, as I guess anyone would at this point. But I suppose this one, one, the point, one other thing to add here is uh, this is where Jermaine Greer got into trouble in the, in the, in the UK when she was um, challenged that uh, a trans, trans woman was not a real woman and, and uh, got held down, of course, by the um, particular university where she was uh, uh, meant to be speaking. But she was right. You know, the, the, a trans woman hasn't gone through all the experiences of, of a natural woman and uh, in one sense, therefore, can't speak to those and can't really say I've had, you know, I guess, uh, a properly female experience of life. Wow. A, a man wanting to pass as a woman, uh, but getting offended at not being affirmed as an ontological woman. I mean, that seems like terribly unresolvable tension. That's right. Massive tension. Uh, there are tensions running all through this. Uh, yeah, transgender ideology is full of, uh, of conflicts and contradictions. Um, as is, uh, as I suppose, as we've just revealed that there's a massive tension between feminist ideology and transgender ideology. One at the heart of uh, some waves of feminism is is, is the idea that uh, that uh, that only bodies are male or female. You, there's no such thing as a male brain or a female brain, and um, and therefore, you know, that is part of the push for women to be able to do anything a man can do uh, in that sense. Um, whereas, you know, in the transgender scene, you've got people saying, no, no, I have a male brain and a female body. And well, is that really the case? And so, yeah, look, there are conflicts and contradictions and tensions and complexities running through all of this. And um, it's, it fascinates me that the uh, sort of, there's a, well, the whole LGBTIQA umbrella of, uh, of agendas uh, is not as unified as you might think it, uh, when, when you sort of put, put the microscope on them. Um, you have all of these uh, uh, clashes and uh, ideological tensions there. The one, the, the one thing I think is worth adding um, uh, on top of all the things we've discussed is that for any and every human being, whatever our particular set of life struggles, and of course we all have some particular set of life struggles, um, we've been made by Jesus Christ, for Jesus Christ, and we'll only truly know ourselves and be ourselves in Christ. And so uh, finding our identity in him uh, is really the only place for any of us to begin. Um, now, this, of course, may be highlighted in a special way for those who are battling unwanted same-sex attraction as it is for those who battling unwanted gender dysphoria. Um, but it's actually true of all of us. Um, uh, until we you know, find our rest in Christ, we will be um, trying to invent ourselves in some way or another uh, in a way that in the end it will only end in tears. Amen. That is true of all of us. We are all in this boat needy of Christ. None of us are freaks. All of us are broken sinners. Thank you, Rob, and thank you for listening to the Ask Pastor John podcast this week with our special guest, Rob Smith from Sydney, Australia, as we have talked about the transgender movement, something we need to know about and understand as Christians. For more details about this podcast, to catch up on past episodes from the week, or to subscribe to the audio feed, or even to send us a question of your own, go online to desiringgod.org forward slash Ask Pastor John. Well, Monday, Pastor John returns, and we will discuss how, over the years, he handled little children in big church and what age should children participate in our corporate gatherings on Sunday. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you on Monday.